Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F. Ezin Fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, December 28, 2021, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we will be reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we're in Chapter 11, A Vision for You, on page 156 on the second paragraph. We will be reading and commenting on just that one paragraph only, which begins with, At at midnight he came home exhausted, and ends with, Have been repaired in four. Today's readers are Valerie D., Terry J, Craig F, Nancy, uh, Kathy S, and Katie G. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, December 27, 2021, are 18,304 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, that's 18304, and 18,305 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, that's 18. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Valerie B. to read the OA 12 Steps. Hello, this is Valerie B., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food. Can I be heard? Yes, I do hear you, and I'm sorry I forgot to mute. I will mute right now. Thank you. Thank you. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, 
humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible when to do so would would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Valerie B. I will now ask Terry J. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Good morning. My name is Terry J. And I'll be reading the 12 steps. I'm a compulsive overeater, grateful for doing service. The 12 traditions. The 12 traditions, I'm sorry. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and everybody have a wonderful day. Thank you, Terry J. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. 
Practicing illness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we will be reading and commenting on the second paragraph only on page 156, which begins with, at midnight he came home exhausted and ends with, have been repaired in four. I will now ask Craig F. to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning. Thank you. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, At midnight, he came home exhausted, but very happy. He has not had a drink since. As we shall see, he now means a great deal to his community, and the major liabilities of 30 years of hard drinking have been repaired in four. Very interesting paragraph. Uh, Of course, they're referring to Dr. Bob here. And uh, uh, Dr. Bob had, uh, just a couple of paragraphs ago, we saw that he had the the spreed end all sprees, the bender to end all benders, that he'd uh, gotten really drunk. And he'd been struggling in and out of his of sobriety. He struggled for a while in this chapter about even admitting that he was alcoholic, uh, and even though he'd been going to... to uh, uh, some uh, Oxford group meetings, uh, he, he, he'd he been struggling with that. But here he comes, and finally, he, he sets out, the, the paragraph before says that he he set out in the morning. He took the bull by the horns, and and, and apparently he was gone all day and, and, and clear till midnight out around town making amends to the people he'd harmed, to the uh, people that he had, uh, he owed amends to. And then it says he he uh, he was able to get sober and uh, that he began to repair the uh, li- liabilities and but it, it reminds us that it took him four years to uh, uh, to get back to where he felt like he was uh, even where he had uh, he'd done so and uh, but this this action you know we we have a chapter called into action we, we don't have a chapter called into thought. Or uh, into contemplation, or in, into acceptance, or into surrender. It's into action that we have to get into action. And he got into action this day, and it, it is the watershed moment for his sobriety, going from drinking and struggling and and struggling with who he was to getting out and and actually making the amends. And uh, that that watershed moment uh, is. Uh, so important to him and and important to 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 anybody's recovery important to my recovery that that when I was willing to take those actions when I was willing to uh, set my ego aside and and go and face the people I didn't want to face and and confess the things I didn't want to confess and make right the as best I could the harms that I had I had done it was in that moment that uh 
uh, I, I felt like I that life had changed, and you know, I, I still am a work in progress, and, and uh, I wish I could say all of my uh, liabilities were repaired in four years, uh, but they aren't, you know. But they continue to get better. They continue to get repaired, and and that's the promise. And excuse me. Um, the uh, uh, you know that I have that I that I have that that vision you know I've been given that vision that that uh, things that just keep getting better that I'll be able to repair these liabilities and and uh, uh, that that's a wonderful vision but I had to get into action and, and I had to uh, accept my condition first. Uh, just like Dr. Bob did. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig S. Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on A Vision for You on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the second paragraph on page 156 in the Big Book of AA, at midnight, he came home exhausted through have been repaired in four. Please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. And don't all speak at once. Linda D. <laughs> Linda D. Whoops. Anybody else want to give their name in the queue? Chris M. Chris M. Teresa P. Teresa P. Pam R. Pam R. Okay. Linda D., Chris M., Teresa P., and Pam R. Linda D., go right ahead. Barbara E. I heard you, Barbara E. Good morning, everybody. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Linda D. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. I'm um, thrilled to be um, recovered, not cured, from compulsive eating. It didn't stop me from being human which is already a major problem because I have an opinion about everything. And that didn't serve me well. Well, I can't stop being human, so um, what's this about? Um, What this is about to me, this paragraph is, um, I've been uh, recovered for, um, I'm going into my ninth year, so you would think I know something. Um, I do know something. I don't know much. That's what I know. I don't know much about living. But I do know I don't ever, ever want to go back to where I was. I don't ever want to go back to being self-destructive with food, that it's so obvious that I'm half dead. I, I don't think I was even half dead. I was three quarters dead. So it's uh, eight or so years later, 
and um, much of my life has has been recovered, has been um, enlightened and healed by God um, and by you. God appears to me in many forms, uh, and in many ways, I should say, not many forms, and um, and is always loving, and um, always loving. And uh, I don't know how to do that all the time. I woke up this morning and I was, I thought, doing pretty well until I opened my mouth to my precious couple of animals that I live with and um, and shot my mouth off and scared them out of the room. Gee, that was charming. I just wanted to kick myself across the room. No, I don't. No. No, no. I'm learning how to be human, which is very awkward and painful sometimes. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to stay in that frame of mind that says, I can do whatever I want, even though it might be justifiable, because they drive me nuts because I have allergies. Okay, so what? What am I going to do? I'm going to surrender, and I'm going to say it to somebody. So I said it to you because you're handy. It's very hard to be human, and the only way I can do it is to surrender to God. Yeah, that's where the love is. And I found that out here through this book, through all of you, and it continues, because I'm not done. Mm -mm, Didn't sound like it today. Okay, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, Linda T. Chris M. Oops. Hi, can I be heard? Yes, Chris M. Okay, yes. Hi, it's Chris M., uh, recovered compulsive overeater from Ontario, Canada. I'm happy to be here and uh, grateful for all of you, and thank you for your service. So a couple of things struck me reading this today. Um, First of all, I was thinking about how um, the first, uh, the originals, you know, they, they did all of this this work without this book and how, like, totally amazing that is to me because we study, you know, this book and we have their exter- experience, strength, and hope. And this, we have this, you know, guideline for living that came from the, you know, early pioneers. So that's what's really struck me today. I mean, I don't know a lot about the history. I'm learning more. But just the fact that, you know, they, you know, uh, Bill and Bob, I mean, they work these steps without the, you know, instructions. So it's just mind boggling to me. So, I mean, that's faith, right? And then he takes these these actions. So, and to do these amends all in one day and to go out and do one after the other, after the other, after the other, and be out till midnight. I mean, that's amazing. You know, it took me... A lot of time, a couple of weeks to go through my 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 list, and then you know to plan it all out because you know I had to think on it. You know, I probably didn't need to think on it as much as I did, but you know, pray about it, uh, write about it, um, and the two I would say the two hardest amends that I had to make were to my sisters, and you know we have a lot of the same issues and addiction disordered eating runs in the family and you know we had a lot of trauma as kids 
And I did a lot of harm to them, to both of them, and was very judgmental of them when myself, I had, um, I was just as flawed, if not worse than they were, because I had the judgment that they didn't have of me. And, you know, my oldest sister, it was so hard. It was face to face. And she's very closed off. She doesn't talk about her feelings. She's not one of those chatty people about stuff like that. And it was kind of awkward. And I had a letter and I had I read it, wrote it to her and then I gave it to her. But, you know, at the time, it, it did feel a little bit awkward and it kind of sort of ended abruptly and it wasn't like all lovey-dovey, wonderful after. But the relationship was repaired and we moved forward after that at a new beginning. And And, you know, after that day, the peace and the serenity and the connection that I had um, strengthened with my higher power was amazing. And I was able to move on and finish the last couple of um, amends. And uh, this just brings me, reminds me of that. And, you know, um, he came home exhausted, but very happy. And I I mean, that resonates with me because even the amends that maybe didn't go as I thought and weren't perfect, I'll just finish up you know, I still felt that peace and serenity and happiness uh, from my higher power. So with that, I pass. And thank you all so much. Thank you, Chris M. from Ontario. Teresa P. Hi, I'm Teresa P. Uh, recovered in California and I'm grateful to be on a, a meeting of Eaters Anonymous. And uh, this is, uh, you know, making those amends. And it is amazing that he did that all in one day. But, you know, I don't have to figure that one out. What I get to do is look at what am I doing. And that's, you know, what's important to me. And it's just like it's just get there and do them. And I, I did to get to do those amends. And um, it, it, it take me some time. And I've done many four steps. So I've made many amends. But uh, some of the, the, the biggest ones that I made were, of course, to those that I love the most because they're the ones I hurt the most. And one of the um, things that I, I did was, you know, I just I, I hurt my kids and wanting to do the best for them. But, you know, I, I just I was too sick and couldn't. I did a lot of damage. And what I got to do is uh, was making amends with um, one of my daughters. And... Uh, and so I, and I asked her what amends she wanted, and she wanted me to come play with her kids. And I thought, wow, I, I can do that. And so I've got to honor that for like 25, well, almost 25 years now. And, you know, it's been a true delight and um, a wonderful thing in my life. And, and uh, I've got to have a, you know, different relationship with her and, you know, and have real relationships with, with my grandchildren that I wanted to have with my kids but could not do. And, you know, and it is ongoing. And so it's just like the amends are just, are are such a treasure uh, and help me so much. And one of the amends I've had, one of the biggest amends I've had to make is uh, for my husband. And it's just been especially apparent during the uh, pandemic because, here we are, 24-7. And one of the things I used to do is always used to go take these little trips off to see my, my kids and the grandkids and all. And it was wonderful, but, you know, that has not, you know, been possible uh, 
most of this time, uh, especially since I've gotten, I got sick back in August. And so what I get to do is be there and make those amends and look at my part. And I got to do another um, fourth step and directly looking at my part with my husband and um, making those amends. It's just like, you know, but I want to point out, but but he, but he, but I get, don't get to do that. Not about he. It's all about me and what, what am I doing? And so I get to look at my behavior and, you know, and, I, and treating him with, you know, the um, respect and loving care that he deserves as, Fine. you know, thank you. And I'll wrap up. Thank you for being, you know, my husband of 50 years and the father of our four children. And I get to remind myself of that and also take care of myself. Um, also, thank God for this program that shows me how to deal with, you know, the loved ones that I've hurt the most. So thank you for letting me share when I pass. Thank you, Teresa P. in California. Pam R. Yeah, good morning. This is Pam R., compulsive overeater from Austin, Texas. Yeah, I think about, um, this reminds me of where Dr. Bob was. Uh, just before this this day that changed the course of his life, that he had thought he had an answer, and that was he could do everything in this program except for being honest with other people and exposing himself. And that is so much of where I was, you know, thinking that I had a plan, that I had a solution. And it was mainly because I had gone inside of my head and figured things out because I wanted to be certain of an outcome and I wanted to avoid the things that I was the most fearful of because I wanted to know what was going to happen and that he had to reach a point of realizing just like me that what he was doing, no matter how much sense it made inside of his head, It was not working. And having to let go of that self-preservation and having to go ahead and do the very things that we're fearful of doing and releasing the certainty, which really was never certain anyway. It was just something of a story we had made up inside of our head that we can control the outcome that surely there is something that we can do without having this fear of not knowing what was going to happen. And I know that when I came into recovery, my daughter and I were, in fact, all of my children and I were just, we were anything but describing our relationships as estranged. And I made the amends not because I was comfortable that's the very thing that I had to do was step out of my comfort zone and do the thing that I was fearful of because I, I was fearful I was going to make a bad situation worse. And when I went ahead and made those amends and I got different responses from all of my children, but I know that now as a result of that, I am having relationships with them that are beyond my wildest dreams 
And it's something that God has unfolded over the course of several years. And with that, I'm truly grateful and feel like it's the miracles that are taking place in my life now. And thank you for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Pam R. from Austin, Texas. Barbara E. Thank you so much. Uh, This is Barbara E., as you said, from New Jersey, and I'm giving myself an early birthday present. Tomorrow is my birthday, and I wanted to speak on this today. Um, If I speak selfishly or I get you to do something for me or speak hurtfully to make you feel less than me so I can feel superior to you, I'm being less than what God wants for me. Those are spiritual termites that will eat away at my soul. And I will continue to harm you and me when I knew I was less than you and I wanted to feel superior. I am a hedonist and I want what I want so I get out of my way. I pick fights with you so I can stomp up to my room and watch what I want which means no news shows, and just escape to fiction and pull out my stash of food. But I have to continue on this journey. I will have things happen to me, and I will think about how they happen to me, and they don't necessarily coincide. So I will continue to be the architect of my own problems, my destruction. But I recognize how this program has given me the opportunity to be liberated from the bondage of self. Pain, suffering broke me open, and God and only God can save me. It's 5% me, but it's 95% God. And I truly had to accept in my heart that God is going to be my director. I can't play the victim anymore. I had to no longer be a slave to fear. I had to repair and accept my condition and do what was necessary in spite of being terrified that I might never repair those things that I had done. And and in some cases, I might even have the door slammed in my face. But I knew I'd never recover without taking that bull by the horns, in spite of the consequences I might encounter. I want to recover. I need to recover. And I still have some amends to make to two people just yesterday I offended. Um, And that's my human condition. I am imperfect, and I'm just doing the best I can, living each day as it comes. And that's all I can do in And I wish you all a happy holidays, blessings, and going forth in this recovery program is the best thing. It saved my life. And I do it every day. Wash, rinse, repeat, carry, ward, and chop water. I'll never get off that OA school bus, nor do I want to. Thank you. I pass, and thank you, Rebecca, for doing so much service. Thank you, Barbara E., and happy birthday tomorrow from New Jersey. 
Okay. Uh, again, if you haven't shared on a vision for you on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the second paragraph on page 156 in the big book of AA, at midnight, he came home exhausted through have been repaired in four. Please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Anita J. Christina J. Anita J. And Joanne M. Christina J. Anna M. I don't write that fast. Wait. Nancy T. I gotcha, but wait one second. Who was before Anna M.? Kelly S. Um, That's not who I'm thinking of, but I gotcha. And then who said after Anna M.? (laughs) I keep thinking I'm going to remember, and then I don't. Nancy P. Oh, yeah, Nancy P., thanks. <laughs> okay, Freya somebody, Freya, all right, hopefully, I think that may be all we have time for. I, I've got Anita J., Joan M., Christina J., Kelly S., Anna M., Nancy P., and Freya H., and I think we better just stick with that. So, Anita J., go right ahead. Thank you, Rebecca. This is Anita J., Recovered out in Massachusetts. He came home exhausted at midnight. That didn't happen. But I came home from a weekend conference of a spiritual group of women I've been a part of since probably 2000. I came home rocketed. The most amazing thing happened because of one of my amends. I had more than one to these to the group of women. But the one that was the transformative one, that's the one that I felt like I did a giant turnaround on the whole world. I mean, it was just what other thing could have happened. And it's it's that humility, isn't it? You know, Anita, it isn't anyone else. It's you. Why do these things keep happening to you, honey? Because you think you're entitled. That entitlement has got to be smashed, all of it. But I couldn't do it. I had to humble myself, not humiliate. I was not humiliated. I was humbled, and the responses were unbelievable. People just want real people. They don't want flawless, perfect people. They want human beings, and I think maybe that's what's happened to me. I get in these 12 steps and really work them, and in their order, the proper order, and I became, hello world, this is the real Anita, and um, I'm very happy to meet her, and I hope you are too. Have a great day. I pass. Thanks, Anita J. from Massachusetts. John M. Or N. I'm not sure. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good day. My name is uh, Johan N. And like Nancy, and I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Sweden. Thank you so much for service today. And thank you for all this yeah, amazing shares today and this amazing paragraph, which really shows me that. Uh, uh, how the importance of doing amends. Uh, and uh, for me, step four, step four is like a poison 
that's why I can't be too long in step four. That's why I, when I sponsor, I sponsor guys through step four quickly because if you sit in step four too long, that just makes you sick. And step five, that is letting that poison out. Step six and seven uh, is letting God take care of this poison. And step eight and nine is turning this poison where God turns this poison into love and forgiveness. And I, I have done whatever I wanted to do when I wanted to do it all my life. Uh, I've never had a moral compass and I never took responsibility for, to, to people that I hurt. So coming into this program, starting to work the steps and coming into step eight and nine, I was, you know, scared. <laughs> uh, but this is really where the healing started. Uh, going to my worst enemies to, to make amends. I, I never thought that that would be possible. Uh, taking responsibility for my life and what I had done. And, you know, getting healed and with this healing, getting recovery and getting recovered. Um, so step step eight and nine and, and making amends has been a huge part in my recovery. And it still is. Even though I made my amends, I still I still have um I still have an amends ongoing. Uh, uh, my economic amends uh, it's gonna take years to finish. But I have approached uh, everybody, I have made my amends. The economic amends are, you know, I'm paying, I'm paying off what I, what I owe. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, com coming into step, step eight and nine, uh, today I just see it as a, as a fantastic blessing, you know, how blessed we are to be able to do amends to people that we have hurt, to be able to set things right. And I think there's a lesson in this as well, that if, if I don't do it, what will happen then? It's uh, I mean, I'm safe and protected as long as I'm, I'm close to God, but I'm, 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 I'm never secure. So I think there's a lesson in this that I need to do my amends in, in, uh, if I am going to recover and if I am going to stay recovered. So amends has been a huge, yeah, it is a huge deal in my recovery. And uh, thanks, mm -hmm. to, thanks to step eight and nine, uh, I get to live everyone day at a time, happy, joyous, and free. So thank you so much, uh, and I pause. Thank you. Thank you, Johan N., as in Nancy from Sweden. Christina J. Good morning, all. Christina J. from the state of Washington, recovered today by God's grace. At midnight, he came home exhausted but very happy. He's not had a drink since. Yeah, when I did my first rounds of amends in 2014, I was exhausted but very happy. But I did drink since. I did have many relapses until 2020 uh, because I hadn't fully taken step one and I didn't continue to clean house in 10 and 11. I didn't get that part fully. And um, it wasn't that I wasn't willing to do it. I just didn't get it. I was still in control, you know. I hadn't fully taken step one. Complete surrender, you know. Um, I was always willing to do the work, but I didn't realize I didn't have the willpower to not pick up. And uh, so <laughs> this program kind of ruined me because once I realized that 
<clears throat> I have a problem and a spiritual problem between the between the ears there. Uh, then I I can't go through life unaware. I can't go through life on autopilot numb, even though I did for many years between starting with Vision Program and then 2020. I was often very on autopilot numb. But as time's gone on, uh, because of the relapses, I had to continually have my will uh, and my control leveled off, leveled off, leveled off, until finally I was on my knees crawling away from the food, extremely sad and grieving that I couldn't use the food anymore. And what choice did I have? Get back to program and to work it as hard as I could. Um, this uh, step nine is extremely humbling. It's beautiful because it teaches us, um, it shows us on a daily basis um, what we made amends for in the past, I don't want to do that anymore. I remember when I was in the middle of those years and I went down to someone's desk and I was taking the homemade candy somebody made for them for Christmas out of their desk. And in that moment, I had that voice that said, you're going to have to make an amends for this. And the control part of me said, no, I'm going to figure out how to not make amends for this. I have to have this right now. And I went into my office and I ate it all, threw away the box. <clears throat> she She wondered what happened to the candy. She even came and talked to me about it. Do you know, Christina, that someone took that homemade candy out of my desk? Can you imagine what I felt sitting there? I turned completely beet red and I got sick to my stomach because I knew I was going to have to go to her and make that amend, and I did. I was exhausted from it, but I was very happy to have that cleared from my conscience. I don't ever want to do that again, you see. It brings me to awareness that I don't want to steal food anymore. I want to make sure that my step one is solid, my step two is solid, my step three through 12 is solid every day. I can't F around with this because I'll go back. That control will slip in and I'll forget. That old autopilot numb tool will come in and tell me, thank you, that I can F around and have a bite here and there and slowly get back into my horrific activity of stealing, of lying, of cheating. So anyway, I'm very grateful for this program and all of you. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Christina J. from Washington State. Kelly S. Hey, guys. It's Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And my name is spelled with an E-Y, so if you're looking for me. Um, oh, forgot to set my timer. Okay. Um, I really wanted to share um, today on this paragraph for the newcomer because that's really – remind myself this time here <laughs> and I'm going to tell you step eight nine. Oh my god if you're new I'm sure this is freaking you out you're like what the hell I just came here because I have an eating problem right so the things that really stood out to me today in this paragraph was three things he came home exhausted this is a program of action right and he now means a great deal to his community after 30 years like that's some serious hope 30 years. I was in these rooms for 30 years, okay? So if we do this work, there's a hope. And it has, it's been repaired in four years. And as others shared, and the big book tells us, this is not an overnight matter, okay? So this is something we get to work on for the rest of our lives, right? But what I was thinking about when it says it came, I came home exhausted about this being a program of action and how much work this is. And I'm started with a new um, sponsor. Um, you know, it talks about when we start our step four, we launch into rigorous action. We're launching into rigorous action, four through nine. They tell us from the beginning this is going to be work. 
And when I talk to new people and they're like, oh, my God, there's so much involved. Well, this is what I think about. My disease was so much work. I have to remind myself of that, my sponsees of that. When I talked to my sponsor, when the very first conversation I had with her, um, the sponsor I'm working with now, I said to her, oh, my God, I don't know how you do this. You do so much service, so much work. She goes, I've realized that my life is never going to be a life of rest. I'm either going to be doing my work in a disease or in the program of service. And I think, you know, I've been 125 pounds overweight several times in my life. That's a lot of freaking work carrying that much weight around you guys. I've been bulimic and underweight, binging and purging. That's a lot of work. My last binge, I left my house twice, went to the store, bought all my food, came home, spent the day at home binging, purging. That was exhausting. I went to bed exhausted. So I have a choice, right? Choose your heart. I hear the whole time, choose your heart. I'm going to either be in the disease, I'm going to be in this program of action. But if we take this action, if you're new and your sponsor's telling you, here's what you need to do, and you're thinking, oh, my God, I can't do it. We have a choice. But guess what? You don't have to do it alone. You know what? We're all doing this together. Anybody who wants this recovery, we're working our butts off. We're being a service. We're doing these steps, and it's not hard. I mean, it is hard. It is hard. But guess what? You get a lot better promises, a lot better rewards. The freedom from food, the freedom from bondage of self. It says we'll cease fighting anyone or anything, including food. So others, all of this, this is why we're doing this work. And yes, it's exhausting, but it's worth it. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Rebecca, for your service. Thank you, Kelly S. with an EY on the end of Kelly in Oklahoma. Anna M., Hi, this is Anna M. Um, thank you for your service, Rebecca F. And it's such an honor and a privilege to be at this meeting. I, um, been, I've been an OA member for many years, and I identify myself as a um, cross-addicted, recovered, compulsive overeater because my disease has many, wears many hats. And, um, you know, I circled the drain for years. Another person in this program or in this meeting mentioned that. Um, circling the drain, I, I did the steps one, two, three. I had a sprinkle of God here and there. And I never really understood what the steps were. Steps were. When I came in, I was in my 20s. And I was very young and very, like, naive and didn't really know much. But in the last 10 years, I've learned a lot. And the other day I was on a social media platform and it said, name one thing that you think the schools of today should have. And I believe the schools should have a 12-step program, even if you don't have uh, an addiction problem. Because what I've learned here is way better than a master's or a PhD. Um, and as far as this paragraph, you know, I, I don't, there's so much I can say, but I could just summarize it in this. This program works, and um, I've been blessed by God's grace and mercy to be able to to just be alive today. I have several friends that suffered from the same illness that I suffer from, and maybe you do too, that are dead now as a result of this disease. And the true reality is that this disease kills. And I lost my, I moved here in, to Connecticut when I was 10. And the first person I met when I was that young has died 
from this actual disease a year ago. And, you know, when you think of it in that way, it's really mind-blowing. And somebody on this line one time said or a few times said that compulsive overeating is like getting kicked to death by a rabbit. It's a slower process. But in my view, it's it's really more painful because it's grueling. And it shredded me for years and years. It really, like, but it took a lot away from me. But in a very short time, I feel God has given me a lot back. And I'm just really grateful, very honored to know that I have this disease. And January 1st, I don't have to say, oh, I'm going to start the new diet. Because many of you probably can relate to that. And I'm so grateful. I have a healthy food plan. I'm at a healthy body weight. And I'm very, 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 very blessed for that I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anna M. from Connecticut. Nancy P. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for your service. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts, recovered today. Um, I love this paragraph because it, you know, as others have said, it's about action. But the, the good news for Nancy P. is that it says at midnight he came home exhausted. So that, to me, you know, I tell my sponsees, like, this process is ongoing, you know. I mean, the first, you know, I've talked to people who said they spent, you know, years writing their fourth step and years doing their fifth step. And, you know, when I go through the book, I see the example that says we were usually as definite as this example. I personally, just Nancy P, believes that that's an entire fourth step. And I talked, I refer to this exact paragraph where it says he came home late that night or at midnight or whatever. And, um, you know, in my life, when I used to go to big book meetings, I would contemplate doing all this work and I'd just be exhausted. I mean, this was when I was at a meeting and then often I would just go home and eat. And if I was already at home, just the thought of stopping would just send me right back to the couch. And, um, you know, yes, he took the action and others have said, you know, we continue to take the action. We continue to do these things. And that's what it says in the 10th step. You know, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This should continue for our lifetime. Um, But once I did all those things, they weren't that hard. It wasn't, you know, fear is the anticipation of pain. But once I started this work, it went surprisingly quickly. I mean, I was one of those ones that had at one point in a big book step study, did, I did spend three years writing six nights a week for an hour on my fourth step and um, spent many months trying to do fifth steps, but it didn't take. I ate for 13 more years. And um, the difference between all that time, the 47 years before I recovered and December 1st, 2017, was just the one thing, and it was the only really hard thing that I did, and that was to surrender. Once I surrendered, the rest of it was chump change. I really believe that. I mean, my ego took a few dings, but that never hurt anybody. In fact, that made me stronger. And the reward that I got, forget about the abstinence. That is the shabbiest of all of the gifts. Very important, very important, urgent, you know, critical, have to have the food down. But the most, the, the biggest gift that I got was my serenity. And um, 
it brings me back to the line, the last line of the first doctor's opinion letter that says, you may rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves because today my word is good. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. And I do my very best to hew very closely to that. And that's more precious than rubies. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nancy P. from West Newton, Mass. Freya H. And you'll be our last person to share. Good morning. My name's Freya H. I'm a recovered compulsive eater bulimic, and I'm in Colorado. Thanks so much, everybody, for your shares. Wow, I had no idea that I would have anything to say on this paragraph, but um, it is one thing that really jumps out is, is he does his amends literally in one day, which um, which is a tall order. But at the end of the paragraph, it says, uh, were things, things were not healed overnight. Um, it, it, actually, it took four more years, you know, to repair all the damage. So as a newcomer coming in or someone who is um, fearful or skeptical about amends, that sounds kind of like bad news of like, it's going to take four years. That sounds like forever. So even though they do, you know, say, hey, 30 years of damage that he's repairing in four, that's pretty good. Um, as an addict, I don't really like that, um, those statistics. But what this is taking me back to is uh, page 83, where it says, yes, there is a long period of construction ahead. And it talks about, you know, sitting down with the family and, um, you know, cleaning house with our creator, asking, or I'm sorry, cleaning house with our family, asking each morning in meditation that our creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. So I've actually written that, you know, on my page 86, or the on awakening, I've written, you know, remember to refer to page 83, because this is part of my daily work. Um, and a lot of people this morning have referred to the hardest amends being the ones, you know, the people we're closest to the people who are most important in our lives. And that has absolutely been true for me, you know, my, my um, more like fun, sparkly amends stories are ones where it was like one and done, you know, like I went to that person, who is no longer in my life and I made this amends and we had this wonderful connection and then they're not in my life. So I didn't see them again. And we just went on our merry way. The hardest ones are the people who I live with every day. Um, and my last round of amends, it became really clear that what I was doing in my amends was I was making a verbal commitment to acknowledge and th that I had done harm and I didn't, it didn't feel like I could say, I'm never going to do this harm again, but I just, it was a verbal commitment to the fact that I'm on this path of spiritual progress and that I am, you know, I'm I'm going to, God willing, do my best. It's such a tricky balance between, you know, I'm, I have to let God be in charge of this because I can't guarantee that I'm never going to do harm again, but by making the amends, I'm, I'm, I'm telling them to the best of my ability that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I don't even want to say do my best or I'm going to try, but but at least I'm aware, you know, I'm aware and I am going to ask God to leave me in, you know, in being the person that he wants me to be in those relationships. And again, it's not as, you know, exciting and sparkly. In fact, it was kind of a letdown to just be like, okay, now what? And now um, going back to page 83, oh yeah, now the spiritual life is not a theory. I have to live it. You know, I just have to go on living these spiritual principles and that is my true amends. So Fine. thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Freya H. from Colorado. 
And let's see here. Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, December 28, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 18,310. That's 18310. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kathy S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Thanks, Rebecca. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.